Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going today, Ellen. I am remarkable. Oh. Today we are going to talk about The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang, and later we are going to get to know mom just a little better. And who doesn't want to do that? But first, mom, what have you been reading? You're the worst daughter ever. Um... <laughs> Okay, Ellen. So, last time we read the Mr. Bridgerton book, Romancy yes. Mr. Bridgerton. Yeah, that's the one. So, after that, I read To Sir Philip with Love, which is Eloise's book, which I think I'd started before. We, I yeah, think, that, I think so. I mentioned that on the last one. Then I read the book Bear Town by Frederick Bachman. Mm-hmm. And um, I read that for another book club. So, it wasn't a romance book, but it was very good, and I cried multiple times. But not the hardest bar no, to overpass. No, it's not a really but... hard thing to get to do. Um, then I read Beautiful Sinner by Sophie Jordan, the new Devil's Rock book. Yep, I had read that last time. Yes. Then I read When He Was Wicked by Julia Quinn. That's the Francesca mm-hmm. book. And let me tell you what, he is wicked. And she's a little <laughs> wicked, too. Um, then I read The Kiss Quotient mm-hmm. for today. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reading It's in His Kiss, which is Hyacinth's book in the Bridgerton series. I'm bound and determined to get through this Bridgerton series again. I mean, I love it, but I've got all this other reading I had to do, and so it was breaking it up, and it was making me mad. But Okay. Um, I read To Sir Philip with Love as well, Eloise's book by Julia Quinn. And then I read Fireworks by Serena Bowen, which is the newest addition to her True North series. See, I still need to read that one, too. So many books, so little time. Um, It was really good. I enjoyed it thoroughly, um, as I have with all those other books in that series as well. Um, And then I read The Kiss Quotient, so I only have three for Ah, the ah, last couple weeks. Such a slacker. I know. Um, So... As you may have guessed, today we are going to be talking about The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. It is her debut novel and the first book in what is dubbed on Goodreads as The Kiss Quotient series. Uh, Her next book about Kai is called The Bride Test, and that is going to be coming out in May. Oh, well, that's something to look forward to. Yes. Well, maybe. Let's find out. Let's find out what we thought about this book. (laughs) Yes. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> way, to, way to give away the ending there, Normal. <laughs> so, for this book description, I used my English degree to write a math formula. Oh. <laughs> so, here we go. Take Stella, an econometrician with high-functioning autism or Asperger's, minus any real sexual experience, plus a desire to someday be in a functioning relationship, divided by... Michael, part-time escort, multiplied by 0.5 Vietnamese, multiplied by 0.5 Swedish, plus sexy squared. Take the total and divide by Michael's troubled family history, plus Stella's insecurities, plus super hot sexy times, plus real feelings getting in the way to the power of 10, and to solve, read the kiss quotient. Oh, how very (laughs) clever of you, Ellen. (laughs) thank you (laughs) well done you so mom what did you think of the kiss quotient ellen (laughs) i love this book (laughs) yes me too okay 
I, I thought it was adorable and charming, and I thought it was super interesting to read about, you know, a, a heroine with mm-hmm. autism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed reading about a super sexy... <laughs> holy cow michael Hmm. yeah he's um he was not bad to spend some time with no he was not let's just say i mean we're going to talk about this a little bit later in my questions but do not let this sexy this cutesy little cover confuse you because this book is hot 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 it's steamy Yes, to the point where I was like, I was like, uh, I don't know if I am. Well, only that you'd recommend it to some people. And I was thinking, oh, maybe this wasn't the best one to recommend. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Um, But yes, I also loved it for all of the reasons that you just laid out as well. Um, I really liked the plot. I liked this gender swapped, like, pretty woman. I thought that was a very fun premise. I liked that as well. And um, I liked, you know, that... Did you read the author's notes? A little bit. Yeah, so she talked about, like, she had had this idea for a gender-swapped pretty woman, and um, but she wasn't sure why a woman would hire an escort, but then she got this... I um, did read that. Yeah, this idea for making her autistic and needing to kind of research, essentially. Train herself. Yes, and... um. I really liked that as a premise, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, let's are we? Can we just dive into some questions since we're sure. already starting to get into this? Since we so, already explained that we loved the book, yes, that's been established at this point. So let's talk about Stella Lane as our heroine. Okay, different than any other heroine that we have read. Really, um, I did think. She, I mean, like the closest I feel like with a heroine that we've come is um, Shelley. In the Winston Brothers series. It made me think of Shelley as well. Who has OCD, and so she has some she has some trouble socializing as well. Right. Um, but what did you think of Stella? Is she what you expected when we were heading into this book with an autistic heroine? Um, well, when I started reading it, I forgot that you had told me that it had an autistic <laughs> heroine. But um, I really liked her, and I liked uh, the way they explained how... I mean getting into her head, so to speak, and yeah. um, kind of realizing that she realizes that she's got these shortcomings and she really wants to be able to function like other people and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just how frustrating it is for her and even how frustrating it is, you know, I, as a teacher, I've had kids in my classroom where if things got loud and out of control, they would, like, shut down and, and start... Mm-hmm you know, repeated tapping or, you know, different things that they would do kind of to help bring themselves down. Yeah. And um, so I've seen this behavior in kids many times, but uh, to be inside her head and have her explaining, you know, what, what was going on there was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing that I think I appreciated the most is that, you know, she's different than most other heroines, but she's also kind of the same in a lot of ways, right? She, Mm -hmm. she wants to fall in love. She doesn't completely understand it like so many of us do. (laughs) And, um, you know, and it may just because it doesn't come as easily to her, but she still wants those basic things that, you know, we all do essentially. 
Um, and I appreciated, like, exploring that aspect of it. And also, like, she experiences things differently than you or I do. But I think in a lot of ways that made a lot of a lot of it mean more in a way. Because these, like, little victories and little moments that we kind of don't care about as much because right. they come more easily to us. They mean so much to her. Like, these little things where she, like, understands him a little bit more or other people that she's surrounding herself with. Herself with, um, It means so much to her. Like, when she's like, oh, I, you know, or that she's able to kiss him. That means a lot to her. Right. And Or even just like have that. him touch her, you know, or hold her hand. or Yeah. And, and she felt like that was, like, a huge breakthrough for her. Yeah, and I, I just, so when, when she would get those little moments and it would, means so much to her it just made it a lot sweeter and i don't know i just i, really I agree yeah. i agree with that and i love how blunt and honest she is you know we often complain about people not saying how they feel in these romance novels but you cannot say that about her and <laughs> and it's not even like she beats around the bush when she's saying it she just straight out says things to him. yeah <laughs> and i really liked that and she, um, and she, and mostly her question, like she wants to know, she wants to figure things out. She wants to solve the yeah. puzzle. And in doing so, she usually, you know, asks questions that aren't appropriate or says yeah. things that aren't appropriate. I mean, the only thing that she like keeps from him for a while is the fact that she is autistic. autistic. And, um, but even that like was tender because she was like, I don't want him to look at me as... Well, and then broken when, or whatever, because he figured he had figured it out earlier on, and yeah. then when she finally does tell him that he's aut- she's autistic, and he's like, you know, I know, I've known for a long, and she's like, you knew, and you still treated me this way, and it was so sweet. Yeah, um, I also really like because it all because it seems true to her character, but that smell is such like a sense for her that gets talked about, and it's one that I don't think gets utilized as much in romance uh, other than like guys always smell like sandalwood for some reason and you know <laughs> but um well we've talked about that before about yeah she smelled like lilacs and vanilla and that scent that was all her own but I liked that like he didn't really smell like like anything, anything. she yeah. just liked his smell and I wrote down this line where she says your body wages biological warfare on me <laughs> Well, and then, like, like, when the other guy tried to kiss her, and she's like, it was just wrong. It was just all wrong. He didn't smell right. He didn't feel right, you know. Well, because I think, you know, the multitude of senses are especially very impactful on people with autism. And so, you know, when he's coming at her, she's just like, everything is wrong here. You don't look like him. You don't smell like him. You don't feel like him. All of that. Um but and i also loved with her this trait of hers being obsessed with people and how it's just part of who she is and she recognizes about herself right. and when she says to him she's like i lied when i promised i wouldn't get obsessed with you i'm obsessed with i'm you. already obsessed with you <laughs> when this is over i'm going to follow you and i'm going <laughs> to and pathetically i thought of like me with shows i'm like yeah i get it i get obsessed with uh, with shows yeah so, yeah i've noticed that have you? I'm glad I'm not oh. that way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, what did you think of our gender-swapped Julia Roberts, Michael? Oh, my gosh. 
he just seemed dreamy to me. He was so sweet and so, uh, you know, compassionate with her. And even before he knew she had the autism, he was just so, you know, relaxed and and um, just so good and took it easy and a good pace for her. And mm-hmm. he was just delightful. Yeah. I mean, like, he sounds hot, right? Like, right. Well, they always sound hot. Every yeah, guy he and sounds hot. His body, hot. like body, be banging, etc. But it's he's not just a babe, and it's not, in fact he's not even mostly a babe because he sounds hot. It's because he's just so sweet with her, with like, her, and with his family, and yeah. just you know, you could totally picture like when he's beating up his sister. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> with our brother. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just he was just And he's a adorable. straight man who can sew. Yeah. Swoon. Right? Right? <laughs> and make you dresses? Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Sign me up for that. <laughs> like I was thinking about I was thinking about it like I guess probably in some ways he could be deemed a beta, but he's also like gets really possessive and he's into martial arts and like that's pretty alpha. And by the way, like when he gets all possessive all the time, I I know I know I should hate it. <laughs> but the feminist side of you side of you says no, but the romance but the, book side of you says yes, yes. And the ovaries say yes. So <laughs> they have a mind of their own. I'm they sorry, do. they're not those silly ovaries. They're not always feminist. I don't know what to tell you. Um, no, he is delightful and. Uh, there were just so many things about him that made him so charming and so sweet. But then, like, when, is it Philip? Was that his name? That was kissing yeah. her? Yeah. And, and he could tell she didn't want him to, and he just lost it. Yeah. I was like, and I love how his cousin was like, no, don't do it. And then he's, as soon as he, like, moves in, he's like, okay, you can go. You can oh, go. Yeah. Now, now you need to go. <laughs> um. And I like, she does a really good job. I mean, it's dual POV, but you still, it still takes a while to get to know Michael and everything, but never in a way that felt contrived or like she was, I mean, I could tell she was obviously keeping some things for later on in the book, but, um, I don't know. It's, It's, it was kind of, it made for fun and like, Okay, what's going on with him? What's going on with his dad? Like, what's his day job? Da 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 da. Like all of this stuff. Um, yes, and it was fun. I um, agree. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I also love that in a lot of ways he's kind of more insecure than she is, and she's the one who you would think might be a little bit more insecure, but um. Just because he's very insecure about his job, his family, or at least his father. Um, well, and, and just he, that he's not fulfilling, like, the things that he wants to be doing. And he doesn't necessarily... Well, once he meets her, he doesn't like being an escort anymore. And yeah. so all that kind of comes into play. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about Michael being an escort? Was that off-putting for you? Were you fine with it? Where did you land? I was... I mean, like, would I want you to go out and marry a guy who had once been an escort? I probably would not be on board with that. So, Mom, I have something to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> However, with that said, I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed 
uh, that part of the storyline. So I guess I was okay with it. Yeah, honestly, I think it helps that he was doing it for the right reasons. Well, right and reasons. it helped that he was had so much experience that he was able to be more helpful for her, that he understood yeah. what she needed. Well, and it did add some interesting conflict in that this woman keeps popping up that... Oh, that was awful. <laughs> that was so bad. When she oh, walked in and, and, like, he starts talking about cinnamon, I was like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and then Philip's like, you slept with my mom? And it just must have looked <laughs> so bad. It was... That was so bad. A, it was bad. Um, but it came up, you know, with that. And then it also added just this other element that made him kind of feel unworthy of her. I liked that kind of balance that they had where he felt unworthy of her for a few different reasons. And she just always felt like she always felt unworthy in that she never wanted his pity. She never wanted, you know, like, sorry for her. Yeah. Yeah. And that she doesn't ever, sometimes she doesn't understand things. And so like, she feels unworthy in, in that way, I think. Um, but, you know, they figured it out, and it was so sweet. Um, I wrote down this line. Uh, he'd been undressed by hundreds of different people. In that moment, he couldn't remember remember a single one of their faces. There was only Stella. So I also liked that element that this whole escort thing added, in that, you know, he's been around the block, and <laughs> this is not a, a new few thing. times. Yeah, this is not a new thing for him, but that this added element of actually caring about the person, like, adds so much more to the experience for him, so. Right. He'd never had emotion behind the stuff he'd done before. Yeah. And once he felt the emotion, then it took on a whole new meaning. I also thought it was interesting that I think just her blunt and logical nature kind of added this thing where... She didn't, she cared less about his escort history than I think a lot of people, other people would have. Would have. Well, and it cracked me up how she would Google everything. Like, if, if yeah. she didn't understand a situation, she would Google it. But sometimes Google I get that. wouldn't give you a lot of <laughs> yeah. accurate or, you know, there's some things you just can't Google very well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think just because, just because of how she is, you know, people would think, you should care more about, like, dating someone who's been an escort, but she's just like, oh, no, that's how we met. Like, I don't, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I got that sense from it. Um, but, yeah. And I, I think overall, yeah, like, in real life, that would probably bug me more than it did in this book, but it's a book, and he was... Well, I think just... Like the movie Pretty Woman. I mean, do you, do you care at the end that she was a... Yeah. Prostitute? I mean, no, no one cares because she hooked up with Richard Gere. She's a hooker with a heart of gold. There you go. And same here. (laughs) He's an escort with a heart heart of gold. gold. He did have a heart of gold. He only did it one night a week. Yeah. Well, and the fact that, you know, she sets up that he's doing it to pay for medical bills for his mother with cancer. Like, how can you begrudge (laughs) a romantic hero that? Because he needed money right away and he only had one thing that he could Used to yeah. get money right away. Mm. And it sounds like he could use that because yeah. it sounded nice. I, anyway. I, was, I was checking my bank account. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but I don't know how much he charges. <laughs> well, 
doesn't live that far from me. <laughs> well, that's true. He doesn't. There you go. Because he's real. Let's just yeah, he's real. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about sex, baby. So, like, like I said, don't let this cutesy cover fool you. No. This book has got a lot of sexy times, and they start off pretty early. Like chapter one? Yeah. But... I mean, they don't have sex right away, because right. it's a romance novel. Um, but they they do, like... I mean, it comes up because she's essentially wanting sex lessons. Well, and her list of... Her lesson plans cracked me up. Her list yeah. of, with little boxes next to him. And then when he added something to the list, she would go and put a box next to him. <laughs> well, and I liked... She's like, oh, you don't like the language of it? Do you want me to change? I, It's not a performance review of you. It's a performance review of <laughs> me. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> I thought it was really cute. It was funny. <laughs> well, and I like that it always made him feel kind of dirty a little bit, but it was because he actually like wanted to help her and actually was like having feelings towards her and didn't want that escortness to come in the middle of it. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you said. <laughs> okay. Was that not clear? Um, I have a friend who is a non-romance reader, but she still sometimes listens to the podcast just because she said she likes hanging out with me and mom. Um, <laughs> and she's a math major, so she was like, oh, this one looks like I might like it. And I was like, yeah, you should check it out. I know that there's math stuff in it. And then I I started it and I texted her back and I'm like, no, Jillian, don't read this one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'll start you off tamer than this. And she's like, well, I thought the premise sounded like it might be a little saucy. And I'm like, (laughs) we'll we'll build you to that. It's fine. (laughs) Yes, that was a good call. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because Michael is a naughty, naughty boy. Um, yes, he is. Wow. And he's a dirty talker, which, you know, we've talked about is not my least favorite thing in the world. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I do know, Ellen. <laughs> well, okay. Um, and you don't want to talk about that anymore? No, it's fine. Let's move on. Uh, but <laughs> kind of similar to what I was saying earlier, I think the thing that I liked about the sex scenes with these two in particular is that when she lets loose, because it's not something that comes super naturally to him, I thought it was really sweet that it means more to us as a reader, but it also means more to him as a character because, you know, he knows that that doesn't come as easily to her. Well, and she talked about her three times where her sex, the sex was really bad. And, um, you know, as the book goes on, you realize there was nothing wrong with her. She just wasn't with the right person. Well, he's saying that pretty early on, right? right. He's always, right. he's saying pretty early, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Yeah. He's like, you kiss fine. Let's just put that out there. And, you know. Right. He he catches on pretty early that she's just had crappy guys. And, you know, I think he even at one point says to her, you just need someone who's a little more patient. And when you well, find someone who actually, cares about you. He actually would going get, like, angry because... He yeah. couldn't imagine someone just forcing them, well, essentially forcing themselves on her when she wasn't ready and, you know, yeah. grunting their way through it and, yeah. and her just taking it. Ugh. Yeah. 
Um, yes, absolutely. And I just really, and I liked the progression, right, that they had sex-wise. You know, there's still kind of the natural, even though he's an escort, right? I mean, like, their first night together, they kiss and that's it, and cuddle in bed. Um, and so I liked that kind of natural build. And then once they do start having sex, they have sex. There is sex. They do sex. (laughs) few times um so more than once definitely changing yes changing (laughs) changing topics quite abruptly what did you think of their respective relationships with their respective parents i think family plays a big role especially for his side of things um in this book so what did you think of that um i loved his relationship with his family Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he was so sweet to his mom and his sisters, and it felt really real. And yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's actually what I have literally written down that it felt real, just because he's the oldest, he's the only son, and with his dad being a sleaze, I felt like he had this extra pressure that he had put on himself to like make sure that everybody was taken care of, and I think that you know drove his escort and his whole not taking care of his own dreams and things like that and well, it made that extra it made, made more sense you know okay i get why he did these things because he really has yeah. to take care of his family yeah or feels the need to take care of his family um and her family I, you know i can't relate to them because i'm not like that but they did seem like your upper crest type uh you know, country club people. So we don't, so like, yeah, we don't spend as much time with them as his family. Um, and yes, that's totally the vibe I got. This kind of country club who's, they're pushing her to get married and things like that. But I was really proud of her mom. I wrote I down too. this quote I that was she said. Say that. Yeah, that she says, um, she's talking to the dad after the dad has been like kind of rude to Michael and has kind of pushed that he wants her to end up with someone like Philip. The mom says to the dad, you want her to be with someone driven and career focused, someone who can take care of her. You don't seem to realize she's driven enough on her own and she doesn't need someone to take care of her financial financially. And then I like, she's like, Stella, dear, let's get out of here. The noise is getting to me. <laughs> and I just thought that was sweet, you know, given that that's usually Stella's line, I'm sure. Um, However, I have to say, you got to imagine being sitting at that table. Yeah. It's just come out that yes. her boyfriend slept with the guy's mother. Yeah. I mean, that would be, as a parent, like I said, if you brought home a guy who was an escort, I would have a problem with that. And as parents, you've got to imagine that they would think, what the heck have you brought home, dear? Well, and so I really like that that, that encounter is followed up by his mom talking to him and you know he's like yeah but her dad doesn't like me and his mom's like you know they'll they'll grow to love you yeah parents you can't ever begrudge a parent for trying to protect their child the way that they see fit even if it's wrong you know right and um i liked so i liked that whole series of events and how that all went down um and I, I just really loved his mom. I thought that that whole catastrophic first meeting, you know, between her and Stella was, for lack of a better phrase, because we just used this, but really real, right? Right. That 
you know, Stella's having a hard time with all the noise and all the chaos, and she keeps talking about these plastic dishes in the microwave, and the mom, due to lack of understanding where Stella's coming from, I think some language barriers and things like that, she thinks that she just doesn't want to eat her food, and she's looking down on them, whatever, and she gets really upset. But I also like that Stella goes to apologize, and the mom is instantly like, you need a girl like this, a girl who can admit, you know, when she was wrong, (laughs) you know, and so I really like that they had that moment, because, yeah. Yeah, and then when Michael finds out that she'd gone and apologized to his mom, he's like, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and so I just, I liked that whole thing, because, you know, that does happen in families, where, absolutely, I, I can imagine someone coming home to our house with all of our family here. <laughs> hmm. When might this occur? <laughs> but we might be a little, you know, intimidating well, as a family. And, you know, and I think, <laughs> you know, families get each other, right? And they understand their own craziness. But I think you throw an outsider into that mix and often, you know, even when there's not cultural barriers or barriers like Stella has with her autism but um you just without those barriers like there's always misunderstandings I think we can we can vouch for that ourselves with um (laughs) with in-laws and things like that um and so I really liked that inclusion you know with this book so I agree Ellen Thank you, Mom. Um, So what was your swooniest moment? Okay. I actually thought this through because I I knew you were going to ask me this. So I have my favorite and then I have a couple runners. Wait, I'm going to go first because I have mine this time. I know. I know. I know. Okay, go. Gosh. Okay. Well, I don't have a moment, so it's not going to be the same as yours. But the thing that really made me swoon Mm -hmm. was the beginning of the book where she came and wanted these sex lessons, but he could tell that if he went too fast... None of it was going to work. And mm-hmm. so he kept even making her slow down. Like, no, no, no. We're not going to start with that right now. Let's mm-hmm. just do this. But he was so sweet and so patient. Even though he was, like, raring to go. I mean, he... Yeah, he, he wanted her. Pretty quickly. That's, he he yeah. wanted up in there. But yeah. um, he was very patient, very understanding. Mm-hmm. Very... He knew it wasn't going to work if he pushed her to go too fast. And so even when she was trying to do stuff, he's like, no, no let's just do this, you know, let's just cuddle. Let's just, mm-hmm. you know, take our clothes off and watch TV. Let's just, you know, it was just very, he, he, he knew what he needed to do to make it work for her. And to me, that was pretty swoony. Yes. So the moment that I picked, you actually kind of already mentioned, but when he puts together that she is autistic and his first thought is of her, of her and like how much she must struggle with it, but not caring one bit that she has autism, right? Right. And where his first thought is like, oh my gosh, the other night at my mom's house must have been miserable for her. And it's, and it starts all making sense. Um, but that never once is it like, ooh, do I want to date someone, you know, yeah. that has this problem? And I think especially because he already was, like, starting to grow to love her. He realizes it's not a 
it's not a big deal. It doesn't, yeah, doesn't deter, you know, how he feels about her in any way. And that was very swoony to me. Um, but then I also wrote down two quotes that <laughs> were elsewhere in the book that I also found super swoony. But when she says, Michael was mint chocolate chip for her. She could yes. try other flavors, but he'd always be her favorite. I was like, oh, that's that so was really cute. cute. Um, and then this line towards the very end of the book where they figure it out and they're, you know, have admitted that they love each other. And he says, um, she asks if he's like, oh, can I call you my boyfriend? And he's like, I better be your boyfriend since I'm asking you to marry me in three months. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> and she's like, she's like three months. He's like, well, I know you don't like surprises, so <laughs> so I just want you to plan on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was super cute. That was really cute. Um, yeah. So, mom, any other thoughts before I read some thoughts that were sent to us about this book? I do have to say one thing, and I know we weren't going to talk about casting for this. However. Okay. If when they cast this movie, because they are making a movie of it, right? Yes, it's, they it's are. Yep. Okay. If they don't get Daniel Henney to play yeah. the part, because that would be a missed opportunity <laughs> for him. It would be so meta for him to say, yeah, everyone said I look like him and I'm not him. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be really funny. <laughs> I'm just saying that that would yeah, be perfect. Early casting. on in the book, like he talks about how he looks like this K-drama actor and like everybody always picks him because they're into these K-dramas and he looks like this specific guy. And sh- and I love when she's like, "Yeah, you do look like him, but like you're more attractive than him." And he's like <laughs> he starts blushing and he's all like, "Escorts don't blush." <laughs> I thought that was cute. But it would just be a missed opportunity if they didn't have him playing it and saying, "No, everyone says I look like him, but I'm not." <laughs> That would be funny. Um, yeah, I don't. I thought about that too, and that that would be funny casting wise. And then for her, I didn't really think of anybody specific. I didn't either because a lot of different people could play her, but it needs to be a good enough actress that they can do the nuances of the autism. Yeah, for and sure. I was kind of thinking um, Lady Bird because I can't say your name. Shersha Ronan. Yeah her she would be good because she's a good enough actress i think she could pull it off um but it has to be someone who's cute and petite and uh just has the acting chops to pull off all the nuances of yeah because autism for me well and like you know there's things that are mentioned about her appearance but nothing that like plays into the book enough to make that important to me but yeah you definitely want because that's more important to her character than how she looks, right? I do think if they do not get someone that is Asian or, like, mixed-race Asian, I will be upset about that. Cause I will, too. I think that... I think the family dynamics for him and then, like, the cultural things that are from his family are really important to the character. And well, so just the I think fact that there's not culturally we don't live with grandma and mom and sisters we don't all live together like that anymore or hang out i mean i get that he doesn't live with them but you know that doesn't always happen culturally in in a lot of homes but it definitely was a big part of this one and i loved when when she was asking him about you know giving fruit to the shrine there and their yeah, and he's like, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> you have to do all this. I don't know how to do well, it. Well, and that she was trying really hard, right? Yeah. And I thought that that was really sweet to her character that, you know, she's 
a big thing for her is trying to understand people because that's not something that comes easily to her. And so the fact that she was trying so hard to like understand his family was really sweet. And I, and I liked that. And I feel like if they don't do that, I'll be really upset, but we'll see. Um, I, I really hope they get some hot Asian guy to play him because yeah, I, they, know. you know, Hollywood loves the main guy from Crazy Rich Asians right now. He'd be fine, too. He'd be fine. He's a little older. Well, well probably so is Daniel Henney, but I just think yeah. it would be funny to have him play the part. <laughs> so some of you sent us your thoughts. Um, Nara said definitely this year's top in this year's top five. Um, Paige said, love this book. Michael is absolutely wonderful and became one of my favorite book boyfriends after reading it. I, he's, yeah. Yeah. He was I'd really, like, yeah. I'm, he I'm was on board really with that. Um, Cinema Sips on Instagram said, best romance of the year, in my opinion. The kind you just want to read again and again. And then Kimberly sent this very nice, thoughtful note about the book. She says, as a teacher of very young children with autism, I usually stay far away from the subject in my reading because... Reading is my escape. However, this one was so well-reviewed, I had to try it, and I borrowed it from the library, so no money lost if I didn't like it. (laughs) She says, I enjoyed this book so very much. The autism aspect was handled very respectfully, and and yet honestly. I also thought going in that I wasn't sure I could handle a hero that's an escort because I could never overcome that huge mark against him, and I freaking fell for him too. (laughs) Two (laughs) such flawed characters made such a fun read. It still amazes me. And I would agree. Like, I thought, I would agree with that. I thought that the subject was obviously handled with such care. And, um, I don't know. Like, I think, I think heading into the book, I wasn't sure what to expect. And I think because autism, there is a spectrum, right? And she could be anywhere on the spectrum. had high-functioning autism, which, you know, she was very high-functioning, that's for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, And so I thought that it was all handled really well and that it was important that she find a hero who could um, be understanding. And yes, she did. Um, So I would definitely say this one was a win for us. Yes, Mom? I would say yes, a win. I wasn't expecting much else just because of how the internet has loved this book so much. Um. So, I yeah, I would say that that was well earned. And I'm really excited for the second book. You should read the description of it. It sounds really cute. Because they mentioned Kai and they talked about him, like, in the distance. But I'm, I would love to... Because he, if you've read the book, he also um, has autism. But, like, it's... We don't spend much time with him. It's kind of what He's Michael Michael's uses... Cousin. Yeah, he's Michael's cousin, and Michael kind of refers to him in like, oh, I understand her a little bit because I've grown up with Kai. Um, so the plot of this of the second book is that his mom wants him to end up with somebody, so he, like, she, like, gets, like, an arranged marriage bride from I Vietnam, know. I think, and has her come over, and she has her own reasons for wanting a quick marriage and things like that. And um, so they kind of... Sparks fly. <laughs> and then, Cute. obviously, Quan is going to get a book, right? Obviously. Yeah. Because they said he's good looking. <laughs> so they, that's, 
<laughs> they describe someone's good looking they're getting a book they're getting a book obviously i mean if there's gonna uh, be a series yeah especially if there's a series. and he was real sweet with her too when um, yeah he was when he they were at the uh, club and i was kind of mad i have to I was kind of mad at Michael for kind of deserting her, even if she wasn't freaking out from the music and everything, for him to go over and spend as much time as he did talking to her. And I get that he was trying to, to talk, you know, Philip's mother down from making a scene or, or mm-hmm. but still, just if you were on a date with a girl and you... I, so I was... I get, yes, I agree. Like, that, I was kind of mad at him in that one. And then I was kind of mad at him when they were at the dinner and he wasn't, like, shoving her off. And yeah. he, he explains, like, well, you know, we're taught to not make a scene with our clients if we run into them. But, like, he's trying to also, you know, he's got the parents there. Like, let's just shove... Let's just at least shove her Let's hand shut this off down right thigh. away. Yeah, exactly. Or just he doesn't have to make a scene. Just pick it up and put it on her own thigh, you know, or do something yeah. to yeah get your hands off of me now. Yeah. Anyway, there were a couple times that I and you know that also might be a cultural thing where you know they aren't rude to people and yeah, I think it was you know I got that it was mainly. With the escort thing, which is another culture that we don't completely know all the nuances to, unless you're not telling me something. Don't we? (laughs) Your dad's gone a lot, Ellen. (laughs) A woman has needs. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Could you just come over and read a book to me? (laughs) Preferable if you have accent. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I never even thought about that. (laughs) Forget audibles. Come over, take your shirt off, and, and <laughs> just, read this book to me. Just read. <laughs> hmm. Read the kiss potion to me. Thank you. Gosh. Hmm. Now that mom's got that idea going Yeah, that's a head, great idea. <laughs> I think that's a, as good a place as any. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMom'sRom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On December 10th, we will be discussing An X for Christmas by Lauren Lane. We're excited to dive into some holiday reads and a new for us author. Um, also in that episode, we are going to do our first annual best of the year awards, and we would love to hear what some of yours were as well. So I'll post some of our categories on social media and ask for your input. So be on the lookout for that. Does it have to be uh, a book we've done on the podcast? Uh, we'll kind of determine. No, 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 not that. No. Okay. Um, so for now, we're going to take a break and when we come back. We'll be seeing how well you and I really know mom, so stay with us. It's time for a break! It's time for a break! The break is when we do the news and mail. (laughs) Seriously, you people get what you deserve. (laughs) 
So, uh, mom and I were talking about the break jingle, and I was like, well, maybe if I do it in different styles every time. So that's my first style. It's Ethel Merman. Nobody knows who <laughs> Ethel Merman is, but it's the best impression that I can do. Jeez. And mom really loves when I sing like Ethel Merman, which I, I usually do to annoy her. So. Do not like it. <laughs> so, so that was if, sarcasm. If you have other styles you'd like me to try for the break jingle, um, you know, let me know. Um, so I have the, the mute version. Can you do the mute version of the song? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so we got a couple emails, which we're going to read. Um, so the first that we received was from Susan, Suzanne. I'm not entirely sure which, which way she pronounces it. Um, but she says, hi, Ellen and Ellen's mom. Thank you so much for a wonderful podcast. You are one of my favorites. Thank you, Penny Reed, for your recommendation and thereby bringing this podcast along with your amazing books into my life. <laughs> we also thank, give thanks to Penny on a regular basis. Um, she continues, <laughs> I was so happy to hear that I get to listen to you twice as often in 2019. The year is looking promising already. We're excited to hear that. We're excited that so many of you were happy about the, two, the happy about 2019 news. Because if you weren't happy, it would be like a big waste for me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Suzanne continues. She says, I really enjoyed listening to your thoughts on the Bridgertons. Romancing Mr. Bridgerton is also my favorite. It is nice that you are picking up books that you have referenced and enjoyed, but not truly talked in depth about. That being said, I am also really looking forward to hearing your opinions on the kiss quotient. I truly loved that one. I especially found it interesting reading the author's note at the end of the book and her own experiences with high-functioning autism. I don't know if you've read The Rosie Project by Graham Simonson, but if you have any comparisons between the two would be interesting. Um, I have not read that one. I have heard a lot about it. Um, and I know that there are some similarities, but I've, I personally have not read it. And I know that mom has not either because mom doesn't read anything unless I tell her to. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, she continues. I have a soft spot for a good nerd in a romance. I am not so particular about whether it is the guy or the girl, but I like when they are a bit more than the stereotypical revenge of the nerds variety. Um, she says, though, I loved those movies when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know if you have read Susanna Nick's book series, uh, chemistry lessons, but I thought they were cute. My favorite is the second book, Intermediate Thermodynamics. I know you like your heroines sassy and fun, while at least Ellen likes her guys a bit broody, which is true. In this book, it is somewhat a role reversal, as the heroine has a bit of a glum disposition, while the hero is the more friendly one. It would be fun to hear what you think of a somewhat prickly heroine. I think that that sounds interesting, and maybe I'll have to check that out. Um... She says, another topic I'd be interested to hear you discuss is books where the hero or heroine is struggling with some sort of disability. I really like Serena Bowen's Falling from the Sky. It's the second book in her Gravity series. The hero is a professional so snowboarder who ends, winds up paralyzed from the waist down and in a wheelchair at the beginning of the book and is trying to come come to terms with the changes in his life afterward. The heroine is a doctor at the local hospital. Due to his injury, there is some discussion in regards to his potential ability to perform sexually, which I found refreshing in a romance. I know Serena has explored the same topic in a gender swap in The Year We Fell Down, but that, as that is a new adult book, I thought that might not be as interesting for you both to read. There are, of course, other authors that have written on the topic as well, but I thought you might enjoy this one. I thought, I thought that that sounded good. Yeah, we and we like we like Serena Bowen a lot. Um, she continues. The last book series I wanted to put forward for appraisal is Mary Balog's The Survivors Club. It 
does also link nicely with the topic of injury and disability, but in a historical setting. The book I most would like to hear your thoughts on is the last one, sorry, Only Beloved. Uh, I love the whole series, but what I find interesting about this book is the age of the main characters. The hero is a widowed duke whose son died in battle, while the heroine is a spinster who has established herself as a music teacher. I found it refreshing to read about people who are no longer in their 20s, but could have a sweet love story as well. Also interesting. Especially mom, who's always having to read about people who are 30 years younger than her. I could be their mothers. Yeah. Um, She says, I'm sorry about the long email, but I love listening to you, and this is my way of taking part in the conversation. I know you've talked about books from some of the authors I mentioned, but I would still love to hear your thoughts. And if not on these topics or these specific books, then on the issues they touch upon. And I never get tired of hearing you discuss Penny Reed's books, so never apologize for that. Keep up the good work. All the best, Suzanne. She says, P.S. I apologize about any strange phrasing or spelling errors. My first language is Norwegian. Anytime all of y'all complain, like, apologize for your English, I'm always, like, amazed at how well you all do. So never apologize for that. Because were I to write Norwegian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or even if I were to write in Italian, which I sort of speak, like, it would be way worse than this. So you guys are amazing. Um, Thank you so much for that that email, Suzanne, it was, um, I think all of those books sound amazing. And I like all the topics even that you brought up for us right. to talk about. And we haven't ever done a, a book about a disability. Yeah. And, um, so maybe we will have to add that to a future lineup, especially now that we're doing it every week. Yeah. Yeah. We can fit in more books, Ellen. Yeah. And then our next email is from Kathy. She says, hi, girls. First off, I wanted to thank you for the shout out you gave me on your Accidental Trist podcast. I'm glad you enjoyed my recommendation because Kathy was who recommended Accidental Trist. Um, she said, that was such a great book, as was Inconvenient Wife. If you are looking for other books with witty, sexy texting, which I always am, apparently, <laughs> um, she said, have you read Let's Get Textual by Tegan Hunter? There are two other books in the series which are good as well, but the first one is my favorite. That one has been recommended to us a few times. I was going to say, someone else has recommended that one. So we'll have to take a look. Um, get on that. She says, secondly, I'm looking forward to hearing your review of The Kiss Quotient on the 26th, which, you know, this was written before that. Uh, she said, I love that book. I just have one word, Michael, sigh. I was also excited to hear that you girls would be going to a weekly podcast starting in January. Can't wait. Uh, she says, Ellen, you were recently asking for some Hallmark Christmas movie recommendations. They are my guilty pleasures during the holidays, too. I recently saw one that was from last year called The Christmas Cottage that had a second chance romance that I think you would like. I have seen that one. Um, and it is pretty good. It is on the better end of the spectrum for a Hallmark movie. Um, she says, if you are looking, movie spectrum. Yeah, if you are looking for something totally cheesy to torment your mom with, sorry, mom. <laughs> there's one called Let It Snow from 2013 with Candace Cameron Bure in it. The grouchy hero is pretty cute, and he kind of reminds me of Aiden Turner, which is the only reason I've watched it a couple times over the years. Okay, here's the thing, Kathy. I actually legitimately like that one, and he does kind of actually look like Aiden Turner now that she mentions it. Um, I It is cheesy, but I think, I don't know. I, Candace Cameron Bure, she bugs me less than a lot of the other girls in Hallmark movies, so I think I always kind of like the ones that she's in. Um, she Maybe says, we'll or, have to check that one out. Yeah, there you go. She says, or have you ever seen The Twelve Men of Christmas from 2009? I think it is around there. It's an enemies to lovers trope centered around a charity calendar. Not sure if that was on Hallmark or Lifetime, but we're talking major cheese factor. <laughs> um, I, feel like I, have, I feel like I have seen that one. And yeah, she's right. 
Speaking, and I do think it's, I do think it's uh, Lifetime. I don't think it's Hallmark. Speaking of Hallmark Christmas movies, I recently read a book that totally reminded me of one. It's called Wrong Brother, Right Match by Jennifer Shirk. It's a contemporary romance where the heroine is a matchmaker who has an offhand meeting on an elevator that gets stuck and ends with a kiss before they are rescued. Six months later, she runs into the stranger she kissed at her fiancé's family house for Christmas. Unfortunately, no sexy times, but it is cute. Because, Mom, there are never sexy times in a Hallmark movie. Then what's the point, Ellen? In fact, they only kiss at the very last moment in a Hallmark movie. Um, There's no Fifty Shades of Grey Hallmark movie. No, there is not. Please, Mother, no. Um... (laughs) Kathy continues, lastly, I wanted to recommend a new podcast if you haven't heard of it yet. It's called Read Me Romance. It's hosted by three well-known authors, Tessa Bailey and the writing duo of Alexa Riley, Leah and Mel. They host the podcast with a free new audiobook read over the course of five days, Monday through Friday. They are quick, easy, short stories, novellas with um, HGAs, and the episodes are anywhere from 25 to 35 minutes long, so they're easy to listen to each day or save up and binge. Definitely worth checking out. These stories definitely do have sexy times, so beware. Not sure that you would want to listen to them with your mom. Oh, we've no. listened to some pretty yeah, that's true. Reckless yeah. ones. I, I'm betting. Although I have, I have usually like fast forwarded through a lot of that. Um, she says that's it for now. I hope that you both have a wonderful Thanksgiving with family and friends, Kathy. Um, we both did have wonderful Thanksgivings with family and friends on various days. Um, <laughs> so. Thank you for that. All of those recommendations. You guys are amazing. Um, keep them coming. We'll keep reading them. And we love getting the recommendations. Um, in Thank fact, you. I am in need of a book, and I might pick up one of those from those emails. Um, also, just lately on social media, we posted a gallery of our Bridgerton casting picks on Instagram. We listed our top tropes on Twitter and got some of yours. We posted a poll on Twitter on whether I should keep singing the break jingle. And spoiler alert, mom was the only vote to stop singing it. Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> and uh, we posted a picture of all of our upcoming reads um, on all of the platforms. So go take a look at that. Um, so I think that will do it for the break segment today. Thank you again for the emails. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Welcome back. We've been um, doing this show for over a year now, but maybe you don't know mom as well as you think you might. Let me tell you, you don't know me (laughs) and you want to. Okay. Um, So for that reason, we thought we would do some rapid fire this or that questions with a newlywed game twist. I'm an enigma. Yeah. (laughs) She's really not. Um, so I have the questions, and I tried to predict what mom would answer. So we'll also see how well I know mom. Okay. okay. Pepsi or Coke? Uh, see, this isn't fair. I like Coke better, but I like Diet Pepsi better than Diet Coke. Okay, but I asked Pepsi or Coke. Coke. Okay, got that one right. Okay. Comedy or mystery? Comedy. Got that one right? Killing it. Slow burn <laughs> or insta heat? Huh. Slow burn. Got that one right? But I like insta heat too. <laughs> I just really like them toying with me. Yeah. Um, cowboys or aliens? Ooh. I'd have to go cowboys. Okay. Got that one right? 
Because my husband is a cowboy. At least he thinks he is. (laughs) He's an aspiring cowboy. (laughs) In his 50s. That's a good way to Uh, put it. (laughs) Bond or born? Ooh. uh, Bond. Got that one right. Sci-fi or fantasy? You you, you can just say you got them right. And we don't know what you chose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I have a a record of it if you want proof. Um, Sci-fi or fantasy? Uh, sci-fi or fantasy this one was hard for me yeah it's hard for me i'm gonna say fantasy yes yes mom (laughs) (laughs) just because i love me some tolkien and yeah that's what i figured okay vanilla or chocolate Ooh, um chocolate got that one taco bell or panda express Ooh, i'm gonna say panda express Dang it! I thought you were going to do that to me. Your mother is rolling in her grave right now, by the way. My mother is rolling in her grave right now because she was Taco Bell every Tuesday. Taco Bell Tuesday. Um, yeah, that is rude of you. Um, I guess Taco Bell. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Got that one. Kindle or paperback? Kindle. Kindle. Got that one, right? <laughs> Alphas or betas? Ooh. Um, hmm. that's a hard one. Uh, beta with a little alpha. Can I, can I do that? <laughs> sure. Cause I guess betas. So I'm going <laughs> to take it. Chris Pratt or Chris Hemsworth. Ooh. Ooh. Huh. Oh, Ellen, that's too hard. I'm going to say Hemsworth. Yes, that's what I guessed. Although because he's happily married, and that makes him sexy. I know that's the thing. Is like I almost because you know how much I love Chris Pratt, but I've been struggling ever since him and Anna nope. Ferris. That was I had that same problem with a lot of guys. Yeah. I loved him, loved him, loved him. And then they'd leave their wife, and I'm like, Pfft. yeah, I don't love you anymore. Um, <laughs> which sounds weird, but it's mainly just because we're attracted to the fact that they're like <laughs> like a good dad and a good husband. Yeah. Um, pancakes or waffles? Ooh. Uh, waffles. Yes! Okay, Marvel or DC? Ooh, Marvel. Yeah, I knew that that's, one. That's not even a question. Prince William or Prince Harry? Oh, Harry. All the way. Yeah, I knew that one. <laughs> Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? Ooh, Tina Fey. Yes! <laughs> Doing so well. Gandalf or Dumbledore? Ooh, Gandalf. Knew that one. Twizzlers or Red Vines? Mom, oh. don't screw me here. That's a hard one. (laughs) I'm going to say, gosh, red vines. Gosh, dang it, mom. (laughs) Twizzlers are so much better than nasty red vines. I'm just going to say about red vines that um, one time, like my youngest brother, when we went to a movie, when he was, like, really little, he had eaten a bunch of red vines, and then he drooled all over Mom's white sweater because <laughs> he fell asleep during the movie. And so, like, ever since then, red vines just gross me out. I don't well, like red vines. I, I remember, and I don't know if this was the same movie, but I remember walking out of a movie theater with just red handprints all over my knees from kids <laughs> sucking on red vines. Twizzlers are so much better than red vines. What is wrong with you? I, like, I don't know. I like red vines. I like Ugh. Twizzlers too, though. Yeah, but I can't. They, to me, they're not the same thing. They're like a different candy. They're not. Okay, the same. this is not one that I have. But red vines or black licorice? 
Oh, black licorice. I love black licorice. Yeah, and I get that everyone's going to think, oh, that's weird, because nobody else likes black licorice on the planet but me. But I love black licorice. I do. I like black licorice. I like black licorice favorite flavored things. I don't always like black licorice, if that makes sense. I love black licorice. Okay. Enemies to lovers or friends to lovers? Enemies to lovers. Ah, I guess wrong on that one. I guess friends to lovers. Invisibility or apparition? Which one would you want? What do you mean by apparition? So, like, you can apparate to different places. Oh. Or into different things, I guess is what it is, right? Uh, I don't know. That's what it was in Harry Potter, I think, is into okay. different things. Um, so, okay, I'm going to make it easier for you. I'm going to say invisibility. Okay, well, I guess wrong on that one. Um, Sesame sure Street or Mr. Rogers? Ooh. Mom. I'm going to go with Sesame Street. Okay, that's what I guessed. Friends or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Okay. Sexy billionaire or sexy farmer? Ooh. Can the farmer have a lot of money? (laughs) (laughs) Statistically, no. (laughs) I'll go with sexy farmer. Okay. Uh, Beatles or Beach Boys? Ooh, Beatles. Okay, got that one right. Cary Grant or Jimmy Stewart? Cary Grant. Gosh, dang it. I thought you might pick Jimmy Stewart just because you love It's a Wonderful Life so much. I do love It's a Wonderful Life. And I do love Jimmy Stewart, but I think Cary Grant is better looking. Yeah, that's true. Marriage of Convenience or Road Trip? Oh, Marriage of Convenience or Road Trip? I'm going to go with Road Trip. Gosh, dang it. Sorry. I like them both. You're screwing me over here in the end. Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid? Beauty and the Beast. I guessed right on that one. (laughs) And then contemporary or historical? I don't know. I was a strict historical girl going into this whole thing. I know. I had never even read a contemporary. Yeah. Until I read Winston Brothers. Penny Reed, Winston Brothers. my first ones? Wow. Which we Um, did on the podcast. We did. Uh... (sighs) I'm going to say historical. I thought you might say contemporary. I do like contemporary too, though. That's a hard choice for me because I was like strictly only historical. But now I really, really like the contemporaries. However, I learn more from the historicals if it's a book that has some history involved. Okay, so I got 21 out of 28. I feel like that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I probably, when I do this for you, I probably will not get that many right. (laughs) Mainly because I don't really care. And I'm I'm the enigma. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so we hope that that was at least some fun for you guys. Um, so thanks so much for joining us again. If you would like to join us for an extra Christmas by Lauren Lane and our best of the year awards in two weeks on december 10th you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free you can also find us on twitter and instagram at not your mom's rum or you can or on facebook or goodreads or email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com all right thanks mom you're welcome ellen that was delightful (laughs) all right bye bye